Overworked, a podcast. Bold storytelling. Balanced lives. Brighter futures. Welcome back to Overworked Season 2. I'm Masmi, here with Challen, who is back from maternity leave, Caitlin, and Jill. I can't believe we're at Season 2 already, and to all our fans, can I say that? I think we have fans. It's pretty exciting. I'm excited that we're back and we have amazing new episodes. So this first one, we're going to talk a little bit about confidence and how do you build confidence. Um, And I tend to think confidence comes from, you know, like your physical being. It's also a mental game. Um, It's a spiritual thing. And I know I say that a lot about like the triumvirate, the physical, the mental, and the spiritual, but I really believe that all of that aids in your confidence. Um, Often as a marginalized group, the concept of self-worth and confidence get closely coupled because how can you feel confident if you don't think highly of yourself? But there are so many triggers in today's image-driven society that really perpetuate that negative image. I'm reminded of Mindy Kaling recalling how someone calls her brave to wear a crop top at her weight. So ridiculous. Definitely a backhand compliment. Kudos to Minty for wearing something she felt great in. I also just feel like often body positivity can just mean that people feel confident um, in themselves and no matter what the mirror shows. Now with Zoom becoming a verb, there's also an uptick with people getting Botox. I think we've all seen um, ourselves, we start ourselves, you know, for eight hours a day in a lot of cases. And you start to notice like, oh, wait, I have a gray hair here. I have a wrinkle here. For instance, in the UK, British plastic surgeons reported a 70% rise in requests for video consultations, many of which were men. So this is something that affects all of us, right? Not just women. Um, here in the US, plastic surgeons say that their pre-pandemic based treatments made up 20 to 30% of procedures. But now that number is 50% with patients as young as 19 years old. But a key group that's been hit with the Botox Zoom doom boom is millennials, whose eldest members are turning 40 this year. Um, I also saw one stat with a plastic surgeon that said, most people are coming in and asking for the Kylie Jenner look, which is kind of nuts. I I remember, you know, I think 20 years ago, it it used to be Angelina Jolie. Everyone wanted her lips. Now people like do try and do filters to look like Kylie Jenner. So it's just kind of nuts. It's crazy to think that a 19 year old is going to get treatment. And I think, I mean, beyond just the, the zoom doom boom, which I love that tongue twister, um, just generally having filters on everything in life has made things seem so unreal. It's insane to think like I should have zero pores on my face. Of course you have pores on your face. That's it's human to have pores. Um, so just, I think everything is just kind of being amplified, especially because you're staring at yourself all day. And the, the millennial piece there, I'm, I mean, I wonder what generations before we're using Botox and at what age, but I mean, aside from millennials, I'm sure Botox happened before the age of 40 <laughs> for the generations ahead of us. <laughs> and, you know, that brings up an interesting point because Chalyn, you just came back from maternity leave and I feel like so many, you know, you think of body image and people are like, oh, well, she bounced back quickly. Um, Kylie Jenner bounced back. I don't know why I keep talking about Kylie Jenner today, but, um, you know, there's like that bounce back mentality, but, you know, you worked really hard. It's not, no, I I don't think anyone ever bounces back or whatever that term is. 
Yeah. Bouncing back is not a thing. And it's super discouraging to see new moms posting photos of them looking perfect, either filtered or photoshopped or whatever is happening. Um, because there's so much social media out there of women who look like they never even had a baby holding, you know, a six month old, which unless your whole job is to be a fitness instructor, that's really unrealistic. Um, again, shout out to Robin Arzone. I know I've shouted her out several times in previous podcasts, but she is a boss. But again, we have to remember that her job is fitness and it is motivating women. So when you see her looking hot, which she does post baby, like it's something to aspire toward. But I love that her messages are always talking about how stretch marks are tiger stripes and how um, you have to be confident in yourself and you know, you've got to make space for yourself. And I absolutely love that. Um, and, you know, you all have been on this journey with me. You heard me gasping for air when I was eight months pregnant. Um, but I loved working out during my pregnancy. And, you know, real talk, I'm 15 weeks post-delivery and I'm still up 10 pounds. I have a crazy scar that goes across my entire body. And I struggle to feel great in my old clothes. It's it's different. And I have to realize, and all moms have to realize that physically and mentally, you are very different than you were a year ago. Um, and that's fine. For me, I'm finally coming to terms with the fact that instead of trying to force an hour workout every day into my schedule with work and a baby and a husband and a house, uh, which is unrealistic and would just make me crazy, uh, that it's just time to invest in some new clothes that make me feel good. Maybe they're flowy pants, which I may have just purchased from Uniqlo. I don't know. But instead of making myself crazy by trying to fit in my certain size jeans, it's time to just honor my body and what it's done and be confident in who I am today. I love what you just said about honoring your body. Um, it reminds me of what Grace told us, um, you know, several podcasts ago about giving yourself grace. <laughs> And um, whether it's pregnancy or it's age, bodies change, right? Like I was 90 pounds in college. I haven't seen that number on the scale in several years. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'll be honest, I thought about Grace so many times throughout my whole journey. She just had so many great things to say about, you know, thinking about food differently, thinking about fitness differently. And I have tried to remember her and just think about how I can be healthy. I would just want to be healthy. Right. And I think that's part of what building confidence is, is um, it, it's that thought. It's like you're just that thinking, right? So it's, it's that thought process. So, um, so for instance, like if you're going into a really big meeting, right? Like I wake up early that morning, I make sure I have a good breakfast. I get a workout and I pick an outfit that I feel great in. Um, because for me, I feel like if I look good, I'm going to, I feel like it gives me that extra boost, um, of like looking good, feeling good, um, you know, talking well, all of that kind of thing. So, um, you know, obviously some of it is a physical, um, mindset of like putting in the work, you know, doing the workouts, eating healthy, but then a lot of it is also like that mental mindset, I totally agree. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love athleisure. I will wear my leggings every day. Um, but you're right. When you put on that dress that makes you feel confident, you just, you're a totally different person when you enter a room, I think. I, I think one of my heroes when we talk about confidence is my mom, actually. And I know we're not really talking about heroes, but um, she always instilled in me 
this feeling of um, body positivity before body positivity was even a thing. And I grew up dancing, which most of our listeners know by now. Um, But when you're a dancer, you're in front of the mirror, you know, several times a week for several hours. And you see every flaw. So, you know, you might do a pirouette and you might see a little bit of a jiggle of your arm or something like that. And, you know, I, 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 I got into college and I, I only ate, like, I remember this, I used to eat one Auntie Annie's pretzel for the entire day. And obviously that's not very healthy, but I, I got, I got down in my weight and people were like, oh, you look great. You look great. And then your confidence gets built up and you're like, oh yeah, I, I can continue to do this. And I was lucky. I, I, I'm not saying I was an anorexic or anything, but um, I, I did get dangerously close to, you know, that lifestyle because it was so easy. Um, and then I realized, you know, some, something pulled me back into reality. And I was like, I can't sustain myself doing this. So I think as women, you know, we're often held to this ideal of looking like a supermodel and also even just, um, you know, like you said, uh, Chalyn, you know, being a mother, being a wife, being a good employee, you know, doing all those things. And sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day. So what I've realized for myself is I do like to work out before work. But if I wake up late one day or if I'm too tired one day, my mom has always said, listen to your body. I I really started listening to my body. Um, So, you know, now being in my 40s, there there are days where I don't feel like working out and that's okay. Instead, I'll have a glass of wine and relax. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel feel like there's an underlying tone there too, which is a little bit of control. So, I mean, anorexia is like a very extreme case of this, but I feel like anytime you're really tightly controlling something like how much you eat, whether it's on the extreme spectrum or you're just kind of like, this is the thing that I can manage today. Um, there's a little bit of that that goes into when you're in college and you're young and like, it's a very different mindset. Like you were talking about like being a really good student. And that means you need to study really hard and you're not going to go have a great meal because you've got to go to study hall and actually get work done. Whatever it is that's making you have that control issue. It follows you in life. Like, you know, and as a mom and I'm working, I'm uh, maybe I don't eat breakfast until noon. And I'm like, that's not breakfast. That's lunch. What am I doing? Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Um, and it's a little bit of that taking a step back to prioritize your time um, so that you can make decisions that fit best in your bigger picture. Like, how can I be an entirely healthy person? And I mean, we talk about this all the time, like, you know, prioritizing and balance and all of that stuff. So I don't know if this is new to anybody, but I feel like just saying it out loud, maybe our listeners are like, you know what? I go through that too. And I probably need to prioritize eating a healthy meal. And I think the other part of prioritizing is sometimes it's okay to not even prioritize. And what we think are failures are not really failures, right? It's just, it happened, move on. And I think about that a lot, you know, some days where I'm like, I should have worked out in the morning. I I said I would do it later, but now someone's inviting me to happy hour and I'd rather do that. And then I think I, you know, would think of it as a failure of like, I should have worked out in the morning. And now I'm just like, you know what? It's life. Like, let's live it. I love that. I think you're right. I mean, well, okay. You're forfeiting a workout, but you are building relationships with somebody over a glass of wine, you know? So exactly. Um, Someone once told me that no one's ever going to remember the salad you ate, but 
that you'll, you know, you'll remember, you know, like the fun time you had with your friends or whatever. So yeah, it's true. Coming off of my birthday weekend, I ate a lot of fried food and I probably wouldn't have remembered if it was a salad or not, but I do remember having an amazing time the entire weekend, not caring what I was eating. (laughs) Caitlin, do you want to weigh in on this? Because I know I talked a little bit about the dance perspective. Shallon talked about the mom perspective and you were um, a college athlete. So, you know, how has that um, changed you? Yeah. Um, So for listeners who don't know, I was a D1 swimmer for four years, um, competed for three and then due to injury in my junior year. Um, And the two sides of that that are really interesting to me are like the the uniform side of things with which Moss, I think you touched on a little bit and the performance side of things. So uh, my, my senior year, our team participated in a study for women's athletics about body positivity and body confidence. And I remember this survey, one of the top questions was, um, do you feel comfortable? And it was, do you feel comfortable in your uniform when you're performing or competing? And I had never taken the minute to stop and think about it. But when you're when you're competing in a co-ed environment in front of a lot of spectators in a very, very skimpy suit like that, um, it does kind of make you feel self-conscious. You're constantly like, okay, I need to get into my parka right away. I want to put the shorts on. I want to put the t-shirt on. I'm going to say it's to keep myself warm, but also I don't want to be walking around on deck, letting people see me for me. So that's one side of it. And then the other side of it is kind of a performance thing where you're really looking at every workout and you're looking at every meal and, and morning wake up call and late night, like stretch as part of a plan and part of a long-term goal. And while, while prioritizing those things can be beneficial and can be really motivating, I think it's really, really difficult to put all of your eggs in that basket, right? Because the second that you are injured, like I was my junior year, or you don't achieve the cut that you want, or you don't make the final, or you don't um, earn, a, earn a good score or whatever, it's really, really heartbreaking to look back at all the work you put in and say, that was for nothing. And I didn't achieve the goal that I wanted. And all that to say, I think both of you guys touched on this idea of external validation a little bit. So being complimented for looking really good and thinking that eating the one Auntie Anne's pretzel a day is like the right thing to do about that. Or, um, I, I don't know, bouncing back after postpartum, right. Having that external validation and having that like check, I got the A on the report card. I got the time that I wanted in a swim meet. I, I got to achieve something. It, it's really damaging if you don't actually achieve those goals, right? So I I would love to hear how you guys have kind of shifted from the external goals and kind of other people telling you you're doing a good job to building confidence within yourself and not needing that anymore. Um, first of all, can I just say, Caitlin, thank you for reining us in. <laughs> that was a perfect articulation of what I think Moss and I were trying to say. So thank you for reading our minds. <laughs> hey, no worries. Uh, I'll kick it off. Um, I think... Your question was, how do how did it go from having external validation to internal validation? And I think, like I said earlier, for me and postpartum is just the most relevant now. But similar to you guys, I was a cheerleader wearing some ridiculous two piece competition uniform like 
yeah, I did not need to be 102 pounds. Let's be real. But as a grown up now who actually cares about being healthy and postpartum, I think for me, I've seen these um, posts on Instagram and they actually really resonated with me of moms like a couple years down the road with a picture of them and their newborn baby. And like the thing that you notice is the smile on their face. And it's actually going to make me cry, you guys. But it's true. It's so true. You're like in the thick of it and you're just exhausted. And the last thing you want to think about is losing 10 friggin' pounds. You want to think about the time you get to spend with your baby. Um, And so for me, just actually seeing that kind of shifted my perspective to be like, I am a damn good mom. This baby loves me. She is like adoring me right now. And I am adoring her. And it's beautiful. And I think that has actually remembering that, like be in the moment. Don't look back at a photo five years later and think about your jeans fitting funny. Right. Yeah. I think that's a a great way to say that it really doesn't matter. Right. It matters how you feel. And when you're young, you know, and I've heard a lot about kids getting bullied over Instagram and I mean, also like the Instagram ideals you look at, like, you know, Megan Fox, I think just posted pictures um, of her at the VMAs and she looks freaking amazing. And I mean, who has a body like that? Right. Um, But they're famous because they do. And I think that's what I started to realize. Like at the end of the day, Masmi is a consultant. I'm not a supermodel, right? Like I want to look good. I want to be healthy, but like I get paid to use my brain, you know? So I think that started to change that validation that I needed for people from people Um, because I just started to think like, what makes me happy? How do I feel when I get a workout in? How do I feel when I eat healthy? How do I feel when I have a cute outfit on? Things like that, I think are much more, um, I think they stay with you much more than if someone says something to you, right? Um, Because the fact is there's always going to be haters, right? It, it, it's just a fact of life. You're not going to ever, I think I saw a slogan once that said, you're not pizza. Not everyone will like you. So, <laughs> it's one of those things you just have to realize, like do the best you can do. Um, and I think that helps to just build that confidence and build. Um, I, I feel like I feel the most confident when I can build connections, um, when I can make a lasting impact, um, however small it might be. Um, but just the other day, that diversity and inclusion panel that we did, you know, last summer, someone remembered me from that and put me in touch with someone who needed some work done. And, you know, what a confidence booster, you know, that was. So I think just sometimes you're making impacts in ways you don't even realize. So just do, I I literally can't say it enough, but just do the best that you can do. And your best is enough. And on top of that, I do the thing that um, I've been coming back to recently is that your best is not always the same day to day, right? One day you can give a lot more than the next one day you have a lot more energy for other people and the next you have energy just to take care of yourself. So not holding yourself to the same standard of best day after day is really crucial too. I believe that um, as my mom says, you know, listen to your body. It's, it's, you know, if you're tired, that's okay. But Caitlin, I know you always have great inspirations for us. So tell us, what do you have this week? All right. So one of the things that I found really interesting while researching some of the like confidence builder 
like tips and tricks kind of the stuff for this episode is that older women consistently respond as more confident and specifically more confident in their bodies. Um, and there are two main reasons for that, according to this study from Science Direct. One, in general, older women are focusing more on their health and less on their physical appearance, um, which we've talked about multiple times throughout this episode. And two, older women feel less societal pressure to look a certain way. And maybe it's not that we let up on women as they get older, but it's less internalized. They, they let it kind of roll off their back a little bit. Um, so both of those points are things that younger women can adopt for themselves. It's just a little bit more, you have to be more intentional about it. You have to think about it, right? Um, so I'll link to that article in the blog post for this episode. And then I'll also link to this study from Psych Central about the effects of Zoom on mental health. So back in the beginning of this episode, we were talking about the increase in uh, like Botox and treatments like that. And there have been studies about how Zoom affects mental health and confidence and how crazy it's gotten during the pandemic. Um, Zoom calls or being on Zoom calls and constantly seeing yourself can lead to mirror anxiety, which is anxiety caused by seeing your own face on the screen for hours at a time. That's not supernatural. Um, or feeling trapped, like you can't move too much during the meeting. You can't get up and walk around. You're stuck in the space. Um, and also just this feeling of everybody watching you and kind of being um, hyper fixated on you. So if you're feeling stressed out or self-conscious on Zoom, I highly recommend turning off your camera for at least a meeting a day if you can. It makes it easier to focus um, on what's being said and on your own facial expressions, especially if you, like me, have pretty consistent case of resting bitch face. So turn it off, take a break, um, do it for your own mental health, but also do it just so that you can focus and not be overthinking it so much. Um, those are the main two that I have for this episode, but I'll link to a couple other resources in the blog post as well. So check that out on weareoverworked.com. Thanks, Caitlin. Jill, do you want to wrap us up? Thanks, Ross, Challen, and Caitlin for your conversation. Um, to our listeners at home, if you'd like to access any of the resources mentioned in today's episode, we'll link all of them on our blog at weareoverworked.com. Um, if you'd like to share any comments, you can follow and tag us on Instagram or Facebook at We Are Overworked, at W Overworked on Twitter, and at Overworked Podcast on LinkedIn. Um, be sure to follow us there too for other inspirational content on an ongoing basis, in addition to figuring out when our episodes are posted. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you can get notified when we release our newest episodes right as they happen. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in two weeks.